Hey guys, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life doing a new episode for a new season because that's what we do here at CSJ. We just create new seasons and never actually finish anything. I mean, why not? I'm an ENTP, right? So starter types just going to start a million things and then like not finish them. Although, to be fair, I recently started season 11, which is great that I actually had the opportunity to finish season 11. But I still have, I think, season 10 and season 14 and season 13 that all need to be finished. But hey, let's just jump right into season 16, episode 1, because why the hell not, right? We are in season 16 because it's super asked for. And uh, I wanted to talk to you folks about cognitive attitudes so cognitive attitudes what are the cognitive attitudes so basically you have eight cognitive functions hero parent child inferior slash aspirational followed by the nemesis and then the critic and the trickster and the demon etc all of those cognitive functions come into play in every single mind that exists and there it's just which orders your cognitive functions but also what attitudes do the cognitive functions have? So, Dr. John Beebe, good old John Beebe. John Beebe is the source of this material. If you do have not read John Beebe, then you need to read John Beebe so that you can understand cognitive functions at a way better level than most people, right? Because that's what we do here. We're all about understanding, at least I hope I am. Otherwise, I mean, if I'm not, then huh, I should probably read more, right? Anyway, so cognitive attitudes. Every single one of the cognitive functions has a particular attitude. So there are eight different attitudes, as I just said, hero through the demon. And tonight we're going to be focusing on the hero function, aka the heroic attitude of the first function, also known as the apex of the, uh, of the, of the ego, basically. So it's the first function. It's also a gateway function. So don't forget the hero function is also the first gateway. It is the gateway into the first uh, side of the mind. So you have the four sides of the mind. And then uh, the ego is the first side of the mind right here, top left. And to get into one's ego, you need to form, essentially, the hero function. And then it's your hero function. And then it is the apex of your conscious mind, the apex of your ego. As soon as your, e your mind or your brain chooses which your ego is, we're going to be talking about that in additional episodes, probably season 17 we're going to be talking about that and how uh, cognitive functions actually form and come into being in small ch from small children, basically. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to talk about the cognitive attitudes so that we have a better idea of how that works when we're going to be looking at uh, cognitive development, essentially. So, uh, But first things first, uh, season 16, what are the attitudes uh, of the cognitive functions? And this is... Episode one, what is the attitude of the hero function? Dr. John Beebe and the gateway function, also known as the hero. We'll be talking about the other gateway functions. A gateway function basically is what gives your brain or mind the access it needs. It's like a gate, going through a gate to get access to a particular side of the mind. And there's four sides of the mind and the ego is the first side. So it's the first gateway function is the first function. The fourth function is the gateway into the subconscious. The fifth function is the gateway into the unconscious. And the eighth function is the gateway into the superego. So those are the four sides of the mind. And here are the hero functions. So we have this nice little chart here, which is probably very difficult for most people to read. But that's okay. Most people are listening on the podcast. So 
We're just gonna have to go through it audibly because why not? So we have eight cognitive functions here. Each one of these functions represented here in red are actually hero functions. These are all hero functions. The reason why is because we have the types that these hero functions belong to. ISTJs and ISFJs have SI hero. ESTPs and ESFPs have SE hero. INTJs and INFJs have NI hero. ENTPs and ENFPs have any hero, right? ISFPs and INFPs have FI hero. So immoral, yet so self-centered, right? No, just kidding, but not really. Anyway, ESFJ and ENFJ, very FV hero, very self-sacrificing, right? And then we have ISTP and INTP, TI hero logic. Gosh, they're like smarter than everyone else for some reason. And then you have ESTJ and ENTJ, TE rationale. Wow, they're really good at managing finances and like organizing and directing and processing and managing. They're dope. The point is, we have the eight cognitive functions, we have the eight hero functions right here. So what is introverted sensing? Introverted sensing is the cognitive function that's attached to long-term memory. That gives the mind the ability to have long-term memory access, okay? Extroverted sensing is short-term memory access. If your mind prefers extroverted sensing, it's focused on short-term memory access. It will access the part of your brain for memory. It will focus mostly on short-term memory. If you have introverted sensing, your brain will focus on long-term memory, also known as the past, etc. It's also a person's sense of conviction, discipline, the past, duty, honor, loyalty comes from. That is the SI hero. SI hero is all about loyalty, honor, duty, conviction, discipline, and I mean conviction, I mean conviction, diehard loyalty, willing to subsist and wait for years before potentially uh, you know, having their unrequited love uh, uh, satisfied by their lover who may be like off in Narnia for a long time and then all of a sudden they're back out of nowhere, right? And then we have extroverted sensing. This is where a person's sense of mechanical prowess comes from. It's their sense of physics, basically, physical awareness. Also, it's their short-term memory access, as we just said. Introverted intuition is all about the future, but it's the future for the individual. It's what gives the mind the ability to choose what the best path forward is, the best future forward for itself. However, it's not aware, contrary to popular belief, about other people's futures. That's actually extroverted intuition, which is all about metaphysics and all futures. It's aware of all possible futures. It's aware of all possible realities. It literally is prescience, AKA precognition. That is what extroverted intuition is all about. Introverted intuition has a form of precognition as well, but it's mostly based on what the individual wants and their own individual future it is not about all futures and, and perceiving alternate realities in real time. It's what gives a person the ability to predict the fates of other people because extraordinary intuition is all about being a master of fate in general, whereas introverted intuition is all about being a master of one's own fate. The personal fate versus all possible fate, basically, is the difference between the, in the intuition functions. Then we have introverted feeling, also known as morals, aka moral decision-making. We talked about the perceiving functions, that's how the mind gathers information and gathers data. Now we're talking about the judging functions, how people make decisions. And then we have morals, right? Very moralistic these FI users are. And then we have ethics. What's the difference between ethics and morals? Well, because an individual, as a moralist, 
determines what is a good or bad thing, right? But the collective may feel differently about, you know, if something is a good or bad thing. So take abortion, for example. An individual may feel that abortion is immoral, but the collective in general believes it's ethical. So that's the difference between a moral and an ethic, right? A moral is about what an individual believes is a good or bad thing, whereas an ethic is what the collective or a group of people or a subset group of people believes is a good or bad thing, right? That's how it works. So we have morals versus ethics, and then we have logic, T-I, I love logic. Logic is awesome. It's all about what I think and what I know is true. It has nothing to do with what I believe. I believe I can fly. Yeah, a TI user would never say that because they know it's not true. And then you have TE rationale. Maybe the TE users would say, I believe I could fly because rationale is all about statistics. It's all about, um, all about uh, um, let's see, uh, well, rational thinking, beliefs. It's all about beliefs. TE rational users are always talking, oh yeah, just give me the facts, man, just give me the facts. Yeah, they want the facts, but they're not a source of facts. They may store up facts, but those facts may age out over time, and they might need to be replaced for actual truth, you know, aka TI logic, right? So just be aware of the difference there. TE is more about beliefs, because when you take a whole bunch of truths and you daisy chain them together in various buckets, it doesn't necessarily mean they're true anymore. They're truthy, which makes them a belief, not actually, you know, the truth, right? So there you go. Rationale is TE. So... These are all the functions right here. So what is the hero function exactly? Okay, so the hero function, it basically is where part of the mind that gives a person heroic energy. So anytime any of these types, say like a, an ESTJ, they're very heroic in their beliefs. Very heroic. It's like it's the main hammer that they use. It's their main weapon. They just beat everything in life constantly with extroverted thinking. On a, on a ridiculous amount, and they're leading the charge, and they're leading their life with expert thinking, whereas an ISTP is leading the charge with their mind with logic. They always lead with logic first, right? Or uh, an ISTJ, ISFJ, they always lead with introverted sensing. They always are leading with their sense of conviction, their duty, their loyalty, always leading with loyalty, right? And then uh, ESFJs, ENFJs, they're always leading with caring for others with their ethics, right? Or, uh, or FI users, ISFPs and INFPs, they're always leading with principles. It's where are they leading, right? And uh, what's great about that is that uh, the hero function just becomes this place where a person's like most capable. It's the, it's the, mo it's the part of their cognition that really are the most capable. They have the most skill attached to it, right? It's also where the most confident, it's also where the most comfortable. It does not cost a person any mental energy to actually use their uh, their hero function. It just doesn't really cost them that much energy at all, if not any, right? Because, again, it's 100 frames a second. Do it 100 FPS of awareness. Yes, literally 100 frames per second, but not really literally 100 frames per second. That's very subjective. We're just giving it like a frames per second from awareness because 100 down to 75 to 50 to 25, 20 to 15 to 10 to 5. Again, those are all subjective, but that's okay. You should definitely try out our lecture uh, that also features Mr. Radiohead, uh, which is basically a drawing of a skeleton on a whiteboard uh, called the Eight Cognitive Spectra where it talks about the cognitive functions and how they're like transceivers and sending and receiving signals, etc. 
with your mind, basically. That's the whole point behind it, right? That's the eight cognitive spectra. But yeah, uh, again, it's the apex of, the con of your conscious mind. It is something that does not lose energy. Uh, just be aware of that. There's no real energy being lost as a result. Uh, so the hero function, like, it can also be the hardest to challenge. Uh, it can be very challenging, especially like when you're dealing with a TI user or an FI user or an introverted sourced function because they see it their way and that's how it goes. Let me give you an example. If you have introverted intuition versus extroverted intuition, extroverted intuitives like to see into the fates of other people and they like to add, uh, add additional stimuli and actually change the course of fates of other human beings basically around them. They're like this walking oracle and they can look into other people's futures because they're aware of all futures, right? And they can actually adjust other people's futures as, you know, when, when appropriate or when as needed. But when you have introverted intuition hero around and it's even next to and going up against expert intuition hero, introverted intuition hero still always, 100%, always has a choice, right? Think about it. The Matrix Reloaded, the architect always talking about how introverted intuition is all about making the choice. The problem is choice, you know, when he's talking, when Neo is talking to the architect and the Matrix Reloaded, that's the issue because expert intuition always has a choice. So it doesn't really matter how much expert intuition, they can adjust the fate of NI Hero, but only slightly because, and that's only if NI Hero actually allows it because it is a source function, right? And it still has the choice at the end of the day. In as much as introverted sensing, has the choice of whether or not it's going to be loyal because extroverted sensing tries to obligate it all the time, right? Extroverted sensing exists to give a sensation or to etch, etch the souls of other SI users, leaving permanent etching marks on their souls, on their minds, so that those people are being carved into totems, basically, for extroverted sensors, so the extroverted sensors can store memories into other people around them, basically, and also create and garner loyalty and conviction in other people. But introverted sensing hero, even when going up against extroverted sensing hero, it still has a choice. It still has a choice as to whether or not it wants to be loyal to extroverted sensing hero or not, because it is an introverted function. So don't forget that. Introverted functions are known as source functions. And when they are source functions, the source, the source always beats the consumer. Always. Because remember, in a situation, in any social situation, you have initiator and you have a responder, right? The responder is the source, okay? Because the initiator is trying to get to the source, right? Trying to consume the source, right? When you have an initiator and responder, where is the power? The power is always in the hands of the responder, okay? So when you're dealing with a responder, that's where their power is. So whoever is in the position of responder, there's power in that because the responder has the choice as to whether or not they're going to respond, right? Or provide that cognition as a source, right? This is why the introverted cognitive functions, especially as heroes, are the most powerful and extremely powerful, right? That's not to say extroverted functions are not powerful. They are very powerful. That's not like, like they, they, they're super capable. But the thing is, is that if they're going up against, you know, their counterpart, extroverted versus introverted functions, etc. Well, the source is the introverted function is going to win potentially because they can choose whether or not to go along with the other function 
or they can choose not to. And that choice that they have, that's the issue, right? It's all about choice, okay? So the hero function, the hero function really it is the greatest strength of any of the types. Uh, and it is the easiest uh, place for anyone to go in their mind. They're, they're, they're at peace there in the hero. They're able to do whatever they can. Although sometimes their hero function is not good enough for solving various problems. Like you won't ask introverted thinking to, uh, to deal with like an insanely gigantic statistical analysis because it'll take so much time for them to break it up into tiny little pieces so that they can have all those little tiny mini thoughts in a straight line and they could just eat it at true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false until that line goes away, right? Well, the extroverted thinker, they're more suited for that because they have multiple lines of true, false going at the same time, true, false, true, false, true, false, true, false, and then majority rules, right? And they're able to consume larger amounts of data as a result, right? Well, introverted thinking has difficulty doing that and likes to break it down in smaller pieces and eat it in smaller chunks, right? So again, if someone, the extroverted thinking hero is trying to shove a bunch of data down introverted thinking's throat, that's not going to work. They're just gonna feel overwhelmed, it's gonna be way too pressured, and then they're just gonna like freak out, right? Definitely not something to go for. Of course, then again, you can do that with any of these. Expert intuition could be like offering a bunch of futures, a bunch of possibilities to introverted intuition, and introverted intuition would be too pressured. It's like, oh, I don't have a choice, right? Well, if I don't have a choice, then that's not something I'm interested in, right? Or uh, same thing with uh, extroverted sensing, offering too many obligations to introverted sensing. And introverted sensing basically feels crushed under the weight of all of that. And then it's just like, oh, no, I'm out. I'm not making that choice. I'm not going to be loyal to that. I'm not comfortable with that, right? So there's a lot of different ways to go for it. This is how the hero function behaves. Now, one thing about the hero function is that it is linked to the inferior function, okay? Remember, cognitive axis. If you're not aware of cognitive axis, watch my lecture on cognitive axis. I believe it's either at the end of season one or it's in season five. Whichever, uh, playlist here on the YouTube channel, right? Whichever of those, but cognitive axis. So if you, what happens to the hero function definitely happens to the opposite function, which is on the other side of its axis, which is the inferior function, right? So if I have SI hero, that means I automatically have the exact opposite, NE inferior, right? If I have SI hero, then any inferior, any inferior is afraid of other people's intentions, is afraid of what might happen before it happens. And when you don't state your intentions to any inferior, SI hero gets super mega uncomfortable and it doesn't want to make that choice. It doesn't want to be obligated in that way, etc. So be aware of that. So the hero functions, uh, because they're so strong and so capable, yeah, every now and then they meet a villain that they go up against and they're just not able to get there. They're not able to make that happen. They're not able to defeat that enemy which could cause them to do a cognitive transition to a different side of the mind, or go to the parent function, see if the parent function will, will uh, um, solve the problem, or any other potential functions that may potentially solve the problem. But if a person's four sides of the mind all fail, or at least the three sides of the mind, the, the ego, the subconscious, the unconscious, if those fail and individual cognitive functions fail to solve a problem, guess what? Well, they're gonna go in their super ego and then everything's gonna get burned to the ground after that. Be careful, you don't want to always summon the demon if you know what I'm saying, right? Be aware that that is a thing that can happen, right? 
Seriously, like, don't do that. So why is that important? Well, it's important because you want other hero functions to team up with fellow heroes, basically. If you're teaming up with fellow heroes, you all can work together to solve problems, right? Very important. Uh, because if you take a group of people who are united and speak the same language, and they all have one common goal, nothing will be impossible for them, right? So as a result of that, human beings need to become, you know, these are all puzzle pieces, right? These cognitive functions, these puzzle pieces, they come together, and then as a result of them coming together, they are able to tackle huge, mega, world-changing problems, potentially world-changing. You do community-changing problems as well, but they could tackle larger problems. Human beings and human cognition have to unite. The heroes have to unite in order to solve problems. That is the point. That is the point behind the heroes. So heroes get together, find other heroes, especially compatible heroes, even fellow heroes of the same exact kind, because guess what? I'm extroverted intuition hero, but when I'm talking to other extroverted intuition heroes, I actually have the opportunity to learn from them and how they use their hero so I can learn how to use my hero better, right? I just like, you know, have to be willing to slow down and actually like listen to them. Yeah, that'd be nice. I mean, come on guys. It's uh, it's pretty pretty basic, right? So remember, the hero function is where a person's confidence is. It's where their their highest skill is, basically. Uh, like introverted thinking hero is so nice because it's so smart. It's like this giant CPU mounted on someone's head. They can literally process anything. It's just a giant processor. Love it. Or extroverted intuition, which is uh, extroverted intuition is my hero function giving me precognitive capabilities, prescient capabilities, able to read other people's fates and then change that around, right? And uh, although it's hard for me to read fate when someone's introverted intuition is very, very low, right? So there's some caveats there. And I can look at someone's fate collectively, or if I have previous experience with somebody else who has low intuition because of introverted sensing fueling extroverted intuition, I could then predict those people's behavior if they have low introverted intuition, right? See, I can rely on the inferior function for additional information to give my, my hero function what it needs to be able to tackle the problem and just smash, you know, with big hero hammer, essentially. So, so yeah, uh, these lectures are going to be kind of short because uh, we're just going to blaze through them real quick so I can get to, like, the cooler content uh, for Season 17, which we're going to go even deeper on this stuff. So, But I want to make sure that we're talking about all the cognitive attitudes, hero all the way down to the demon. So uh, let me know what you think in the comments. Uh, and if you found this lecture uh, useful, helpful, educational, insightful, and enlightening, leave it uh, a like. And uh, also subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and on the podcast. That'd be awesome. We're going to be doing some giveaways very soon. There's going to be a big giveaway on Instagram very soon. It's not up yet, but it is coming. If you haven't uh, and you're not following me on Instagram already, please follow me on Instagram so that you can have a chance at that giveaway. It's going to be another coaching giveaway. It's coming. We're also going to be doing some additional book giveaways. Also, uh, if you're listening, uh, Kate K, you have not uh, claimed uh, the last book that uh, you won, which is this one, uh, People Patterns. So Kate K, I'm going to write it down here. Email me at chase at csjoseph.life, chase at csjoseph.life, Kate K, uh, to uh, receive your book. We're also be doing some additional book giveaways. And don't forget, guys, hopefully by the end of the week, we will have our um, a book list on the website. It is coming. Thank you for uh, your patience. There's like over 70 on the list. So 
it had it took me a while to get the complete list, but I think we're getting close to having the complete list. And we are always adding it all the time. And you will actually be able to see what I am actively reading right now at all times, basically. It is the what is Chase reading uh, section. And you'll always be able to, you know, if you want to read with me and read the same content that I'm reading, you will have that opportunity. So also, if you haven't joined our Discord server yet for Q&A section, we have Q&A session this Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific time. That, is, that link is also in the description and our meetup group is also, its link is also in the description. So a lot of stuff, new season. This is gonna be a shorter season. It's gonna only be eight episodes long and shorter lectures. Uh, probably gonna be about 15 to 20 minutes a pop. This one went a little bit over because it's a bit more of an introduction as well. Uh, so we're just gonna blaze through them and uh, get into the uh, more deeper, juicier content as we go. So anyways, with all that being said, um, I, yeah, I'll see you guys tomorrow, so you have a good night.